welcome to Spiritful Wanderings. Courtney and I are pleased to have a conversation tonight with Brody Hawk. Brody is the author of the book, Mo Man, the Multi-Orgasmic Manual for Men. He also runs group programs for men who are interested in becoming multi-orgasmic and transforming their lives. So welcome to the podcast, Brody. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Wonderful. So yeah, we're really excited about this topic. Courtney and I have been sizzling in the background here waiting for you to join us. And yeah, if you can give our listeners just an overview of perhaps what it is that you do and perhaps a little bit about how you got into this. Mm, All right. Well, I was really interested in this when I was in my 20s and I was thinking it would be a pretty great skill to have in my skill set. So I read um, the most popular book on the subject, which is uh, Montauk Chia's um, Multi-Orgasmic Man. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was so, like, I was ashamed. I just, I could not figure it out. I could, like, I couldn't vibe with his program. It didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I basically, I gave up on it in my 20s and I kind of shelved it. Um, and then I had been married for a while and I think reached a point where things were not going how either of us wanted them to go. And I really felt like it was time to step up to the plate. And that, that again came to me and felt like becoming multi-orgasmic would be the way that I could be a better lover for my partner. And I picked up the book again, mm-hmm. <laughs> hoping maybe I've matured and grown and become wiser. Uh, nope, <laughs> <laughs> that was not the case. Uh, again, I just couldn't, I couldn't, it was too scientific for me. Uh, it was too esoteric for me. And there really just weren't enough instructions. How do, how do I become multi-orgasmic? Like there was like two or three pages. Um, Everything else is about how to use it once you become multi-orgasmic. But <laughs> I, I need, needed more instruction than that. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, I made the bold decision to figure it out on my own, uh, which looking back was crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because it really was quite the journey uh, in the end. Uh, I don't think it's ruining any surprise to tell you that I became multi-orgasmic. that happened uh but it took a while it took uh probably two and a half years and Mm -hmm. and in some ways i just lucked upon it there are some things that happened that were just like oh whoa (laughs) what was that uh and it was a lot of work for sure uh Mm. but when it happened wow i was just over the moon i was so excited and um my wife was i think getting tired of hearing how excited I was when I had <laughs> achieved this. Um, <laughs> that's all I would ever talk about. So she said, you should just write that down. 
<laughs> which is code for don't talk to me about it anymore. Um, <laughs> you should write that stuff down. So I started writing it and like from the very first paragraph, it came out in book form. Uh, it just wanted to be a book. My first step after writing the book was to start a group program. So I've been running two groups and they actually just uh, concluded recently. Um, and it was just, oh, it's been so much fun to, to share this stuff with other men. I love it. It's, uh, it's really, really rich. So what, what is it that you would say? I hope it's okay. I just jumped into it because I just feel like, it's like, what would you say is the benefit? I mean, obviously becoming multi-orgasmic, there's um, like the pleasure, like obviously mm. like pleasure and, and this piece, but I'd love for you to speak to like the why, like what is the benefit or like what, what gets awakened in this experience of multi-orgasmic that is bigger than maybe what um, our initial understanding of orgasm would be? That really is a master question. Mm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I had had no idea what I was getting myself into. Uh I really did kind of think I was just adding to my bag of tricks and, you know, I'll be a better lover for my, for my partner. And, you know, end of story. Um, I had no idea how much more pleasure I would receive mm. um, because being multi-orgasmic, it's, it's not just like multiple orgasms, it's multiple full body orgasms. Uh-huh. Um, that really is the state. Uh, you know, there's, there's a few different things you can experience, but um, that's, that's the funnest one. Uh Um, so I had never had full body orgasms before um you know not to mention having multiple ones uh and it it just blew my mind I couldn't believe how how much better like you think as a man that ejaculation is like the end-all be-all that feels so amazing there can't be anything better and and like I tell the, the guys in my groups it's like okay, that's a scale of one to 10. And you're going to be gradually expanding your scale. Like mm. your scale is not going to be one to 10 anymore. It's mm. going to grow from one to 15 to one to 25 to one to 100, one to 1000. And it's like the ejaculatory orgasm that you used to think was the best thing in the world is going to be something that you, you know, that you visit once a year, you know, as a kind of Oh, that was funny. <laughs> like it's, it's just, it, it has really very little, um, draw anymore. It's almost like you've moved from child's play into a real manhood mm-hmm. kind of energy. Does that make sense? Well, <laughs> it's interesting because like I, I did title the book Mo Man on purpose. Um, Mo being my abbreviation for multi-orgasmic, but also, one letter different than woman, woman, um, because women are already multi-orgasmic, or at least a lot of them are. And in a way, it's just us catching up, um, learning what it's like to be in a multi-orgasmic body. Uh, and it, it essentially is the same experience. Like for women who have been multi-orgasmic, that's what it feels like when you're a man being multi-orgasmic. It's exactly the same experience. Um, mm. You know, if, if uh yeah and and but it's so un 
it's such a, a thing in our society that we're just, we have no familiarity with it. It's not something we talk about. It's not something, you know, that we're aware of. Oh yeah, that guy's multi-orgasmic. Other than I think I've heard Sting is multi-orgasmic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of when, when I, when I hear about this, this is, it's funny you said that Rochelle about the, um, moving into more, I think you said maybe adult is I kept hearing the word maturity. And as mm. someone who identifies as female and has been in the experience of the feminine, it makes me feel this energy of like feeling the masculine containing and becoming a bigger container for life energy, like almost like being able to hold more life energy. And I hear the word maturity, like this, mm. this capacity or this maturity to hold more or step into being a channel for more life, I guess, for life to flow. Well, a lot of the teachings of being multi-orgasmic, becoming multi-orgasmic do come from Tantra, um, mm -hmm. as well as from, from Taoist practices. Uh, and in Tantra, pretty much the, the core fundamental male principle is presence. Mm -hmm. So in Tantra, that's, that's really held up high as if, you know, if you want to be a real man, you provide presence for your partner. Uh, and that, that practice certainly has helped me quite a bit with my, with my presence. Mm. Because I'm not distracted by, like, especially during lovemaking, but I think in life in general, um, I'm not distracted by ejaculation. And we, I guess we haven't even really gotten into this topic of ejaculation and multi-orgasm because uh, non-ejaculation is a pretty central practice to being multi-orgasmic. Um, but I feel like that's getting ahead because I wanted to answer the rest of your original question, Courtney. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because pleasure is like so huge. It's like, oh... I could just talk about that for an hour. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> how pleasurable it is, um, and you know how how pleasurable it is for your partner as you know mm. as a multi orgasmic man to not be like oh sorry it's over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a really nice feeling, or to not be completely distracted by by thinking mm -hmm. okay okay gotta hold myself back hold myself back I don't want it to be over so okay I'm gonna work really hard and then you're not present. Mm -hmm. Right, you're, mm -hmm. you're completely distracted by mm -hmm. by ejaculation. Ejaculation is what is distracting you, mm -hmm. or you're distracted by how much you want to get to ejaculation. Mm -hmm. It's just so in the way. It's between the two lovers. Um, you take that out of the picture, and it's like, oh, we can slow down. We can be sensual. We can take our time. We can take a break for half an hour, come back, make love more. It's a totally different, totally different experience of lovemaking to not have ejaculation in the picture, mm -hmm. which doesn't mean you never ejaculate. I'm not, I'm not saying this is a non-ejaculation practice. It's just that you master ejaculation. And, you know, most of the time, most men who are multi-orgasmic will choose not to ejaculate because then you get to retain all of your energy um, and you can use that energy for so many different things. And really that's the other huge part of becoming multi-orgasmic is energy. Mm -hmm. And when you have 
this kind of energy you've built up, like, you know, the feeling like when you're making love and it's like really ecstatic and you just feel so high on lovemaking and then you stop. That energy is still right there, right? It didn't go anywhere. It's still right there. It's still within you. And now you can like take that energy and you can channel it, right? So instead, instead of channeling it into ejaculation and then sleeping a bunch, <laughs> uh, you channel it into creativity. You channel it into mental clarity. You channel it into your exercise program. You channel it into serving others, into supporting your family, into, um, into bringing loving service into the world. There's just like mm. this. And it just feels so good to have so much energy. It's, it really is life altering. Mm. This is reminding me of, um, I think I watched an interview with Woody Harrelson and he was talking about how he never ejaculates because to do so would be to lose his life force energy, or I can't exactly remember yeah, the words yeah. that he used. <laughs> I just went, wow, like that is some serious discipline and mm -hmm. what's this all about? And I want to know more. And to me, it was like some sort of reflection of perhaps someone trying to resist the temptations of their ego, or I'm not sure exactly, but um, I'd love to hear more about how you gain life force energy from not ejaculating. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I like to take things like from a, from a more scientific approach, because I feel like this has been done from an esoteric approach. Others have done that. They've gone into the, the Tantra and the Tao and looked at, you know, what was written two and 3000 years ago. And I think because that's been done, it's better to look at things from a more scientific perspective. Um, because there is a lot of science around this stuff. Uh, so if you look at what's happening neurochemically, when you have an ejaculatory orgasm versus having a non-ejaculatory orgasm, I, I, I should qualify this and say there's almost no, no research that's been done on having a non-ejaculatory orgasm, but there's lots that's been done on having ejaculatory orgasms. Um, and one of the biggest thing, one of the biggest differences is um, prolactin. Um, mm. And so when a, man's, uh, when a man has an ejaculatory orgasm and his, his body produces prolactin, um, that's what makes, what, what makes you sleepy, what makes you, like your, your, your body goes limp. Dopey, um, drowsy. Dopey, drowsy. And, and spewing you know, out all sorts of conversation that you wouldn't <laughs> normally to your wife. <laughs> you, you got it. You got it. We're all familiar, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, there's a kind of a, 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 along with that comes like oxytocin, which makes you more cuddly and, and like wanting to, to nap and cuddle. <laughs> and, and you're also getting dopamine, which makes you feel a lot of pleasure. Um, so you feel great, like right after ejaculation, but then you get to get, you get afterwards and, and you, and as a man, you two aren't in male bodies. So I guess you wouldn't be familiar with this, but you feel depleted. You feel like, oh, I've got less energy. And then you, you also have the disappointment of like, oh, I don't feel as turned on as I felt like that. I felt so turned on before I ejaculated and now I feel nothing. It's like that turn on is gone. 
and it goes away for various amounts of, of time, depending on how much testosterone you have and what your age is and, and how vital you are in general, but it goes away while your body is reproducing that, um, that semen, reproducing the sperm. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of work for your body to, to produce that. You're, you know, there's proteins and amino acids and, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're producing, what is it? 400 million, I think, <laughs> 200, 300 million, something like that sperm. Like that's, that's a lot of work. Um, mm. And when you don't ejaculate, you're not um, creating prolactin, right? That prolactin doesn't come, you don't get the tiredness. And you also conserve uh, the semen, the sperm. So, uh, and are just, just from that kind of point of view, it's from the more scientific point of view, it, you, it's very easy to, to show a distinction between ejaculation and non-ejaculation. And one of them allows you to maintain your energy. And one of them actually puts you into nap mode. Um, you know, some men use, <laughs> use that for nap mode. They want, they want that. And, you know, that's legitimate too. I'm not saying that there's men have to like completely change everything. Um, mm. You can hang on to, to thing, whatever you want to, right? You're, you're still at choice when you become multi-orgasmic. Um, but person, personally, I don't, right? I, I choose mostly to not ejaculate now that I become multi-orgasmic. Mm. Well, and it, it makes me think too, just to add the nervous system level, like how I would say it in the nervous system terms is like, or in somatics is like building the nervous system's container to um, be present with more and more life energy without sort of a release, you know, like be, that's what is like training the nervous system to be able to hold that much pleasure without mm. having to release and so it's like its container or capacity in a physiological level is is growing in its capacity to hold life energy yeah and then you're speaking to the actual energy itself it's sort of like the container and the the life energy is i think what i'm hearing oh yeah like and i'm yeah. so glad you mentioned the nervous system because that to me that's another one of the the most amazing benefits of like what this has done for my nervous system my ability to self-regulate, to not get triggered, uh -huh. um, and to be in the presence of other people who are triggered and not get triggered. Mm -hmm. Like I've never had this in my life. I can just mm -hmm. stay calm in the face of anything. Wow. Yeah. So you so you directly equate your capacity to hold space in chaotic moments is linked to your capacity to have multiple orgasms. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Well, and again, it comes back to energy, right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Like I, I have this giant capacity for energy. I have this giant well of energy that I can draw on at any point and I can use it for anything. So if I, if I need energy, it's like, oh, I need energy to self-regulate right now. Mm -hmm. Got it. It's, it's like, I, I bring it back to video games a lot because guys understand video games. You know, it's like uh, in a video game, you've got an energy, energy level. And, uh -huh. and if your energy level drops and you get a hit, you, could, you know, <laughs> you're gonna die. 
or you're, you know, you're gonna, you have to be really, really careful and, and do something to get your energy back up. But you can also gather energy from all over the place in a video game, like, oh, I got some more energy, I got some more energy, I picked up that, you know, whatever it is, um, hamburger. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, like, your energy level is maxed out, and, and you take a hit, and it's like, poop, drops a little bit. And then you get more energy, and it's like, oh, I'm back up at maximum. Um, that's the feeling, that's the feeling, like, constantly at maximum. Mm. Well, it sort of makes me think of, like, the sexuality, like when we think of practice, like when we practice spiritually, we practice, I just feel this, like the grounds of the sexuality is the practice. Hey, it's like the space of the cultivating and the mm. building the container. This is what I'm hearing anyway, I think. Yeah. And, and Courtney, you're, you're doing such a good job of bringing up <laughs> key, key uh, concepts. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, okay. Practice is so key. Like, um, this is not a, like, read the book and you'll have figured it out. This isn't, uh -huh. you know, this isn't do a weekend workshop and, you, and, and you'll have it. Uh, I, you know, I tell men, this is a six month journey mm. and it's six months of hard work. Mm -hmm. um, most of that hard work involves self-pleasure. So most men are okay with that, but <laughs> it's focus, right. right? It's a lot uh -huh. of focus. Um, uh -huh. And so it, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so it definitely changes the nature of masturbation. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because there's an intention. Uh -huh. and, and for me, the intention was I'm doing this in service to my relationship. Hmm. So I really was able to get rid of a lot of the shame that comes around masturbation just because of the way our society looks at it. Um, because I knew I was doing something in service. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that really helped to flip that script. Uh-huh. That it's, it's right. Yeah. Because so much of the narrative around masturbation has been, I mean, there's lots of layers of shame, but more of like a self, like a selfish or something like that. What yeah. I'm hearing, it's like. And something like to be ashamed of and hide. It's like it's like the slogan is like I masturbate for my family or something. <laughs> <laughs> I masturbate. You need to make t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> masturbate for the greater whole or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and if I could just speak to this piece as like the feminine, um, just mm. I just feel called to add this piece in, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. But just for the listeners too, like what what the experience might be for the feminine in relation is like my felt sense in that in my relationship has been um or like how i've of the feminine experiences is that then there's sort of this wider container for the feminine sexuality to move through its waves and to to the, like a bigger container for the feminine to explore her edges of pleasure and to ride her waves of orgasm mm. and just like this bigger which which i'd like to just share as the feminine is on one level it's like an experiencing that in the sexuality but then in another layer it's like building that trust and container with your partner too in your relationship outside of the sexuality too is sort of like 
oh, like there's enough space for me in this relationship that I can explore the different waves of life energy moving through me and my partner's dancing that with me. And so Mm. I just wanted to share that first to give that context and then also would love to hear what you have to say about that or give Mm -hmm. anything to add or, yeah. Oh, that is so, so critical. And it feels so good as a man to be able to Mm. offer that. Um, because yeah. when you're in a place where you're worried about your ejaculation all the time, like, okay, I'll, I'll say when I'm in a place, I'll own it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Like in, the, in the, in the past, I would be like essentially needing my partner to not move too much, to slow down, to not get into her full orgasmic, like mm-hmm. she she starts having orgasm and I'm like, Oh, that's it. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just when she's starting to get into it, it's so unfair. And I like, I would feel so much guilt about that. Mm. Like, I wish I could control that. I wish I had better control over that. And you can get to, you know, get to different levels of control for sure, but you're still controlling, right? You're still like in this place of like, ah, efforting so much. To holding it back and and when you get to a point in being multi-orgasmic where you're like yeah i don't actually have to work that hard to hold it back and uh, you know you're because your 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 pc muscles act, essentially get strong enough where they're doing the holding back for you and if if you feel mm. if you feel like you're getting towards your edge you're just like oh let's give my give us give a squeeze to those pc muscles mm-hmm. right mm. can you what are pc muscles uh pub, pubococcygeus which Ooh. is your pelvic floor Ah. Um, for, for women, you've heard of Kegel exercises, yeah, uh, yeah. which, which exercise your pelvic floor. Um, and for both men and women, um, having a, a healthy, strong pelvic floor makes sex like 18 times better, <laughs> 18. 18 to 21 times better. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And I just wanted to circle back to what Courtney was saying with regards to the holding space, mm. not only um, in the sexual realm, but, you know, linking this back up to how sexy it is for women to have their man capacity to hold space for, you know, our tumultuous emotions or the changes mm-hmm. that we have in our menstrual cycles and our mood swings and pregnancy (laughs) and um like women go through a lot emotionally and how it feels like there's a link between the bedroom and holding that space energetically there and how important that is and then that kind of branching out or spiraling out into holding space for all that a woman is and all her radiance Mm -hmm. (laughs) and glory and life force energy um throughout just daily life right yeah mm-hmm. and it's holding space for basically anyone that you come into contact with mm-hmm. and i get into this a lot of of comparing men and women um because really i'm quite convinced that women are the superior sex um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and men have to work really hard to catch up <laughs> Because women hold the energy of creativity and flow and self-improvement and nurturing and kindness and love and support Mm 
and evolution and spiritual connection. And if you try to use those words to describe a man, he's going to say, I'm no sissy. <laughs> like that's so many men are, are just, they, they feel so uncomfortable identifying with those mm. qualities, but mm. those are good human qualities. And the fact that we say, oh, they're feminine, I think is really um, a problem. Uh, so for me, when I feel all this energy in my body, that's what I want to do with it. I want to uplift and help and support and love and cherish and, and be sensual and connect with spirit. Like all these things that we say are for women. We don't say they're exclusively for women, but you know, you, you go to a yoga class or, <laughs> or, you know, an, a meditation ashram or, um, you know, a place where people are being cared for and it's almost all women. You're saying that this is like when you say like the superior women are superior, what I'm hearing is when men are in that wounded state, mm -hmm. like, and what I'm hearing you say is like when men are in their wholeness, then those qualities are a part of their being and are a part of their health and are about mm -hmm. a part of like what, and what I think I'm hearing is, is when you cultivate this energy um, that these are qualities that will emerge or can be that men can show up in service to. Yeah. And you, you don't even have to become multi-orgasmic to, to get into that place. You can just practice non-ejaculation. It's just a lot more fun if you become multi-orgasmic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when you practice non-ejaculation, you have more energy. Uh -huh. uh, and when you have more energy, it becomes this self-feeding upward spiral. Mm. right or if you don't like spirals then you're just lifting your 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 energy evolving. is yeah you're evolving mm -hmm. it really is so much about evolution mm -hmm. personal evolution and and hopefully the evolution of um the species of man which I, I i honestly think of as a different species from women i think women are are a different species from us in a way uh the scientists it, it doesn't work in terms of uh, scientific definition but wow uh, you know, I really feel a lot of shame as a man when I look at all of the things that happen our, in our world that are negative and they're all men doing them. You know, all of the crime that we see, all of the violence that we see, uh, all of the, the hatred and the sexism and the racism, you know, again, it's not exclusively, but so much of it originates from men. And why is that? Well, my theory is that it's because so many men are energy depleted mm -hmm. and they're energy depleted because they're ejaculating. Mm -hmm. And a lot of well, men ejaculate multiple times a day. Uh -huh. ah. Or it makes me think too, just what's coming through to me is also, and then when they have the life energy, not having a healthy sense of how to contain or direct it to yeah. And like, I have a lot of compassion as well. Like if you don't have any kind of a, a, a mentor or somebody to show you the way and say, mm -hmm. Hey, this is, this is what you could do with more energy, or this is how you could raise your energy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we just do what our society tells us. We do what our parents tell us. We do what we learn. But mm -hmm. if they're, if we're not taught, if, if there's no role models 
And how are we supposed to get there? Yeah. Well, and how beautiful I just, Ooh, I'm getting chills. How beautiful to be like, actually this energy inside of you has a purpose. Like it actually has a greater purpose for society. It has a greater purpose for, but how much that sexual energy or that has been shamed or shut down or just made into something really small or Mm. like insignificant other than just like immediate gratification but I'm just hearing you speak to it as something like almost like a key, a key mm-hmm. that's needed for our society. Well, yeah. Coming back to the video game model of things, like in a lot of video games, there's, there's the, uh, the good guys and the bad guys and both can be powerful. Right? You can mm-hmm. have a lot of, of power as, as a good guy and you can have a lot of power as a bad guy or like, you know, all the, uh, the Marvel, you know, villains and heroes, right. The, the energy is energy and how you direct your energy is critically important. Um, so yeah, I do, I do direct, I do address that in the book because I think it's very important if I'm, if I'm showing men the way to build their energy, I should also be encouraging them to use that energy in ways that are, um, making a difference and uplifting others. I'm excited to explore the book and I'm wondering if there's any key pieces in the book that you could give a little sneak preview of that you think our listeners would be drawn towards. Mm. Okay. So here's, here's a fun one uh, because it really (laughs) is because I didn't follow anybody's system. I had to come up with my own system for how to become multi-orgasmic and little caveat there like it's not my own system it's my body's system we all Mm -hmm. have bodies and our bodies teach us so this is the system that my body taught me Mm -hmm. um and i and and every man can learn from their body as well Mm -hmm. uh so my body taught me that i can be orgasmic in more areas than just my genitals um you know my elbow can be orgasmic or my shoulder can be orgasmic and uh, the place where I start is by being orgasmic in the abdomen, in the abs. Mm-hmm. Um, because that happens naturally, that kind of flexing of the abs uh, as you're getting more sexually aroused um, is something like if a man pays attention while he's self-pleasuring, while he's making love, like your abs are getting really engaged. And so if you, if you move to a place of emphasizing that, like, of consciously moving energy up from your genitals into your abs like by flexing your abs and thinking of the energy as moving up, then all of a sudden you don't feel such a need to ejaculate. You're like, I'm still feeling completely turned on, but I'm, I've backed away from that edge. I feel like I've got more capacity, um, you know, to, to, to make love and be really, really turned on, but not close to ejaculation. Mm-hmm. So that, that really is like of any principle in the book, that's the, the key principle. Everything comes back to that again and again and again. And because of that, I, I encourage men to, to do ab exercises daily or several times a week um, and, to do, and to do like ab curls um, uh, like every time that they self-pleasure. Mm-hmm. It really is a big part of it building up that core strength. 
um, building your PC strength, uh, building your core strength, and all of a sudden your whole body is now like referenced to this strong core. Um, and it just feels amazing. Like your my whole body got into this place where it's like, as I got stronger and stronger in my core and my PC, my whole body was saying, can you exercise more, please? Like, I am not used to that. I'm used to exercise being something that I push myself to do. My body was saying, please, I want more exercise. This feels so good. I want to, mm. I want to use these muscles. Um, mm. And, you know, it, it's not something I don't think we're, we'll get into today, but I ended up developing an entire exercise program um, built around uh, music and dance and bringing in aerobics and boxing and, um, and all sorts of movements from like running and jogging and skipping and, uh, and it all comes together into like kind of like a dance based aerobic workout that is just cool, crazy fun and will eventually be on YouTube. Oh, fun. <laughs> um, it, I hope that women can do it too. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I mean, it's, it's, it, it really is kind of my expression of my multi-orgasmic energy. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think multi-orgasmic is multi-orgasmic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd imagine that your wife also, I mean, just like whenever your partner decides to go down a path and really go deep and far mm -hmm. and take something to a new level, you're inspired too. So I'd imagine also that for your wife and for women of men who explore this path, that they really get into their sexuality too. I mean, it could just transform your entire sexual sex life, I assume. Yeah. Well, there, there definitely is a part of me that sometimes scratches my head and is like, did I decide this for myself or did she like cunningly like <laughs> push me in this direction uh, so that I would become the man that she needed? it really does feel like um I, I well i think i think that's a dynamic that really works in relationship between a man and a woman uh, certainly between a man and a man or a woman and a woman as well uh my experiences with man woman relationships um but between a man and a woman when the woman knows what she wants and asks for it then the man can either resist and be like, ah, oh, I'm going to do what I want. Or he can say, oh, thank you for telling me what you want. I'm, mm. I'm going to get busy doing that. And, and I think some men feel emasculated by that. Mm -hmm. But man, is it fun. It's so fun to, to provide for your lover exactly what she wants. Mm. Because then she gets what she wants and she's energized and she's like, I want to make love more. <laughs> like, yeah, that probably I'm happier. into all sorts of other areas of wanting to hang out and be yeah. together more and enjoy each other more in all right. areas. Or what can I do for you? Yeah. You know, it creates, again, we get into that, that upward spiral. Like when a woman asks for what she wants and, and communicates it with love and the man then gets busy providing that and then the woman is energized by that and she asks again for, for something that she wants. And the man's like, cool, I know how to make you happy. I just want it like, 
like, I think a lot of men just wish they could make their partners happy. Mm-hmm. And when a woman tells you how to make them, have them happy, it's like, yay. Mm. And well, so, and, yeah. Well, and I just wanted to say, and I know in my journey with sexuality, there's this line, like there's sort of like where I feel like the man is, is like, so for me, it's like my pleasure gets amplified the more I feel him in his pleasure in service. It's like in his pleasure in service to me, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And so there's something here I just want to name, which is like the man cultivating his own pleasure is pleasurable to the feminine, you know, like it's sort of like his energetic charge, you know what I mean? Like his energetic charge, his energetic, and then him wanting to bring that into service Mm -hmm. is like, Ooh, that's like the sweet spot for the feminine, you know, because there is just to name, there is this energy that I feel like the masculine came into too, where he's hyper-focused on creating pleasure for her, but not that like inner Mm -hmm. cultivation of his own, his own pleasure, you know, and, and there's something, sexy. yeah, it's not sexy. Totally. It's like, it's like, I need to feel your sexual energy and your pleasure and <clears throat> in service. And then that's where it's like this juicy place. Oh, so true. Mm. Like, yeah, it's, I think it really is up to the man to charge himself up, to fill himself with energy, to get to a, like a supercharged, like just feeling completely full completely like content and then coming to his lover and and being ready to give from a place of being full it's it's such a great feeling for both when when a man's able to do that because then he's like here I, like i've got extra energy would you like some <laughs> mm-hmm. and then and how programmed the feminine body is to respond to that life energy right because mm-hmm. even when we think of just like our most primal biology like on the primal level it's like the feminine's body is looking for life energy to create with right mm-hmm. so it's like ooh, <laughs> yeah life what, energy. what man out there has energy mm-hmm. right uh, that's sexy it's sexy if a man has energy i think yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and so there was just like a niggling question that I had, but I, and I feel like I just want to name it in the field. Cause maybe like the people that are listening would have this question. So what would be the up leveling of the energy when you go from just non ejaculation to multi-orgasmic? So another great question. Um, <laughs> so with non ejaculation, you're still, you're still having to put a decent amount of your focus into non non ejaculating. So you get to a place where you've got more control, but you're still, your focus is on control rather than your focus being on pleasure. Mm. Um, and, and then you also get to that place at the end where it can feel pretty frustrating if you haven't had an orgasm to stop. Um, and I think women know this, <laughs> you know, if you're if you're making love and or self pleasuring and you and you get and you get really really close to having an orgasm and then you stop, it's like that doesn't feel quite right. <laughs> That's kind of frustrating. <laughs> um, so being able to have an orgasm or five orgasms or twenty five orgasms um, is a completely different feeling. You feel like oh, I got 
I got to have the experience of what I came here for. Like I, I came here for orgasm. I came here for pleasure. Um, depending on whether you're self-pleasuring or making love, like if you, if you come to self-pleasure, usually you're come, coming to it for, to have an orgasm. And if you just learn ejaculation control, but then you ejaculate, like mm, you've probably experienced more pleasure than you would have before. But it's a totally different thing if you if you are self-pleasuring or making love and you get to have multiple orgasms and then you stop because there's that feeling of satisfaction that you get to leave with and energy i guess both still have energy it sort of makes me think of it's like the next level of being able to hold more energy oh yeah like yeah and channel it or something yeah back to the video game it's there's as there's a certain place that you can get to um as a man who ejaculates every time and maybe you know let's say that's level 20 and once you reach level 20 that's pretty much as far as you're going to go with that particular set of skills but then if you start practicing non-ejaculation then it's all of a sudden you have access to level 100 and you can you can reach levels that before you had no idea even existed and you can experience pleasure in your body that just like start to blow your mind and feel out of this world. And then if you take that to becoming multi-orgasmic, then levels, you know, 100 to 1000 open up and it just feels like it it's so hard to put into words like what the difference is and so I always end up using metaphors. Um so my favorite metaphor is probably skiing. Uh where you know, if we learn how to ski, where do we go? We go to the bunny hill. And the bunny hill, you know, at first it's like the bunny hill, bunny hill is really scary and really difficult. Um, but then we learn to, you know, make turns and learn to snowplow and we learn to stop and we get better and we get faster and we can make better turns and we can come to a screeching halt on the bunny hill. And it's like, we're so proud of ourselves. And it's like, I've mastered the bunny hill. I'm so good. And, and it's like, if you just look up the mountain, you're going to see people who are, going way up into the into the trees and the powder and you know going over the jumps and the, the moguls like there's a lot more out there than just the bunny hill and for men if you just learn to have sex and ejaculate you're all you're doing is going up and down the bunny hill <laughs> you're never you're never getting that experience of going to the top of the mountain so do you think that it's uh infinite like are, are there is there more terrain that you have yet to navigate with this do you oh, think it's it's ridiculous how infinite it is it blows my <laughs> mind like it really does i keep thinking that i've reached the the maximum level and then i'll reach a higher level and mm. i actually do try to make it a practice to reach a higher level every time mm. that i self-pleasure or make love mm. uh and that's what i encourage um, the men in my group programs to do as well, because if you if you're always focused on reaching the next level, then you're going to. You just have to have the the discipline mm. to to hold back from ejaculation if that's something that's still something that you're learning to do. So, okay, I'm I'm going to hold back. I'm going to keep myself away from that that point of no return. Uh, I'm going to hold that edge until I get to a place where it's like, oh, this is new. This is something new. 
This is like, mm. oh, this is big. Mm-hmm. Like it starts to feel like, and uh, you know, I don't know uh, as women, um, if you've had this experience of just like getting to a place in lovemaking or in self-pleasure where it's like, oh, I didn't know I could get here. This is, whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. like no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is where I was going to say it feels like as you were describing this process, very much like what the journey of the feminine is in sexuality is sort of like when we think of the feminine that like continual opening, right? Like continual opening to bigger and bigger and bigger expanses. And I know in my, in my journey, and this is my understanding of the feminine sexual journey is it's like the feminine capacity to keep opening to bigger levels, to Mm. keep opening to bigger and bigger. And sort of like when we're in our journey, that is it is just over and over and over expanding into greater and greater expanses so that there keeps being this new level of like, whoa, I didn't know I could open into that much. And then, whoa, I didn't know I could open into that much. And then, you know, whatever resistances or things come up and then, whoa, okay. Mm. There's like, and sort of this infinite expanse, you know? So that's where I can hear, this is where the masculine and feminine journey of sexuality can become this mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, how exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I love that spaciousness from one to the other. It's like a beautiful offering, sharing, a growing. Wow. Yeah, I mean the 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 ability to grow is in everything, right? Like mm-hmm. we growing feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels good to grow and change and learn and evolve. And if we stop learning and growing in our sexuality, then that doesn't feel as good as if we are growing and learning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I sometimes do take it to the, the esoteric place of like, for me, if I was able to, to share this information with the world, like if this were to be a book that became a bestseller and like, was on bookshelves everywhere and you know uh parents had their teenage kids teenage boys read this book you know Mm -hmm. and it became like the norm like i really do imagine that that it could be evolutionary Mm -hmm. transformative transformative Mm -hmm. like i mean evolution is about growing right we're Mm -hmm. we're always trying to grow as individuals Mm -hmm. as communities and as a species yeah. So if, if people are interested, Brody, in your um, book or your group work, how can they connect with that? Well, I'm choosing at this point not to have like a huge presence. This is more of a, a word of mouth thing because I really, I don't want just anybody coming to me. Um, mm. I want real seekers, um, men who are serious about about making a change, about making, about growing, and even actually serious about making a difference with the energy that they create. So I'm pretty specific about who I want to work with. So instead of just putting it out there to the general public, um, my preference is that men who are genuinely interested in this work, uh, contact me by email. uh, And my email is brodyseahawk at gmail.com, which is B-R-O-D-Y-C-H-A-W-K at gmail.com. Beautiful. 
Yeah, so there, there is going to be a group program uh, starting up in January. Uh, it'll be a group of 10 and uh, it will be mostly online uh, Zoom, but there will be two weekend uh, gatherings uh, here in the Kootenays in Nelson. Uh, so if, if men are interested in finding out more about that, they can shoot me an email. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, they'll have to battle my husband first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sure love sharing this stuff. It's just, it's transformed my life in every single way. And I, you know, to, to know that I can make, you know, I can help other men to experience that transformation. It's just so exciting for me. Yeah. And how, how beautiful too to like give, like what I love about this podcast is just giving people the knowledge and the curiosity and like opening, opening our perceptions that this is even like, it's kind of like that bunny hill, like, Oh, there is a bigger, Whoa, there's a bigger hill. Mm -hmm. Like even, you know, like giving orienting people to that, like that's exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting. And, the, yeah. and, and, and to speak to that it, you are embodying and that men are, there are men embodying and being like, this is reachable. This isn't like, you don't have to be a sexual um, guru who studies, you know, Tantra for 25 years. Like mm -hmm. this is, this is, this is doable. This is livable. This is, this can be a way of life. Yeah. It really is for all men. And I, I mm -hmm. really wanted to, to change how it was being offered. I think it should be something that's available to, to any man who is interested in, in growing and learning and serving. Yeah, it's, it's doable. It's doable, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, thanks for embodying.